Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe, coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. And a very good Friday evening to all and to all of you, John Hardnett, Brett, Coach Hahn to my left, Coach Brett Hahn to my left. Jake Maystel with the Yankee drip to my right. Alex Cominati over the monitors Why, right hello in front there. of me. Oh, hello. How are you, gentlemen? Well, I'm doing fine. Here's the problem, though. Rutgers men's basketball is not doing so great following a really, really heartbreaking loss last night in Columbus to number 25 Ohio State. Absolutely devastating. We have a great show in front of you for the refs Rutgers through. basketball. The refs, def- we're going to analyze this whole game. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. Some MLB free agency insanity that goes on. Some football, maybe some hockey later on in the show as well. Fellas, this game last night was absolutely brutal. Yep. And the, 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 uh, where, do even, where do we even start? Where do you guys want to start? Where do you start? John, that is a great question. You can start with many different areas. You can have several answers to that question. Honestly, I don't know where to start, but here's the deal. Rutgers men's, uh, Rutgers men's basketball had a very, played all around, and you guys can probably agree with this, a very good basketball game yes, last night. Absolutely. That is, that is one of the greatest road performances. I w- even though it was a loss. One of the greatest road performances by Rutgers, men bas- Rutgers men's basketball under the direction of Steve Peichel. And it, even though it was a loss, it proves Rutgers can play up to any competition in Big Ten play, especially at Jersey Mike's, obviously, but especially away from Jersey Mike's. The question is, can they continue that? We'll find out in January. But... When we look at it right now, and we look at the history of this team playing on the road in Big Ten play, it's brutal. It's awful. It's painful to even watch. And I've been on two of those trips, and Rutgers has not played best in both of those games. They've lost by 35. They've lost by 17 both times I've traveled to cover Rutgers men's basketball. So I've seen Rutgers not play very good away from Jersey Mike's. But last night was an exceptional all-around great team performance by the Rutgers men's basketball Scarlet Knights. And the way they did it from all across the floor, downtown ball, great defense, Kayla McConnell again putting up points, Cliff Moore had 16, Cam Spencer had 11, he had a very solid night last night, Andre Hyde had 13. So once again, you're seeing this whole team-oriented basketball collected effort, and they got the job done in that sense. The problem was, and again, I, I hate to play this card, but the officials last night were absolutely brutal. Absolutely horrible. Oh, no, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, if you see the video from the end of the game yeah. where the guy was clearly out of bounds. He's out of bounds. And, and, you know, for the listeners at home, um, in college basketball, a guy who's standing out of bounds can't make an immediate play on the ball after coming back in. And he gets the first pass once he gets right in, in bounds, chucks up a shot with three-tenths of a second, whatever it was, literally at the buzzer beater, right. and he wins the game for Ohio State. Right, and the refs are nowhere to be found. They just run down the tunnel. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you have to wonder if the NCAA and the Big Ten could they realistically take a look at the way that game ended in reverse the I, in reverse the result. I mean, they're not going to, but right. could they if they wanted? To? They could if they wanted to, and they're not going to reverse the result at at all. They should honestly, 
And for the sake of college basketball and for the sake of sanity, they should reverse that result. They, and they need to make a statement. Yeah, no. What the refs did last night was not okay. No, it was awful. And honestly, it's an embarrassment to the sport and for, and for the Big Ten Conference. And because, look, this, this is no Mickey Mouse league. This is a Power 5 basketball league that is always competitive and always has a really, really legit chance of making a run for a national championship. I mean, heck, they might not be winning national titles, but Michigan two years ago made a run towards the Elite Eight. You have a lot of competitive teams making runs, not just for the Big Ten title, but for the national title. And the fact that you you, you have such debauchery in a Power 5 conference like that, what we saw last night in a Big Ten Power 5 game on the road in, in, by the way, Ohio State, which is one of the prominent schools in the Big Ten conference for sports in general, the fact that you have that scenario says a lot. And... There should be change, Jake. I think hopefully a statement will be made or something will happen to respond to what took place last night. My thing is I just don't see it because, I mean, would I love to see it? Who wouldn't? And Rutgers deserves an answer. But I think be, not just because it's Ohio State, but because the fact that, you know, for the sake of no controversies and not causing any commotion or any media attention or any big headline or big story, I don't see it happening. And sadly, that's going to be the case. The worst part is this is not an isolated incident in the Big Ten. This is far from an isolated incident. And this isn't any, even just a Rutgers versus their opponents issue. This is in conference-wide issue that has been plaguing the Big Ten basketball conference for as long as I've been watching it, probably longer. The referees have historically been awful at officiating Big Ten basketball yeah. games. And I, I, for life of me, can't understand why. Because you guys know I also watch Big East basketball. Sure. And I don't... And I don't watch quite as much of it as I do Big Ten basketball, at least not right now. But from what I have seen... The officiating in in that conference is generally better. It's generally more fair and just less sloppy than Big Ten officiating. And I can't speak to the ACC, although being the premier basketball conference, I would imagine they probably have the best refs in all of college basketball. And what's so ironic, it, I'm, I'm looking at Twitter right now. Guess what's trending? Big Ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big Ten's trending because of last night's game. Mm-hmm. And Jake, sorry to cut you off, but that just says a lot about the whole situation. No, absolutely it does. I mean, you, you can tell just from that, like, everyone, every fan base in the Big Ten has complained about this for years now. And we all just want to know, when is a change going to be made? Mm. Maybe this could be the catalyst for that. I mean, you see, play. You see, right. for, you see former stars for Rutgers, Geo Baker, Ron Harper Jr. go on Twitter and express their frustration. Yeah, I mean, they were players; they got to experience this, and now they have to watch it happen again on TV. And as alumni, like, too, keep in mind. A, as alumni, as former players, yeah. as fans and spectators, it's it's painful to watch. I mean, you just you just can't have that happen. And look. We've had plenty of games and plenty of sports at all levels ruined by ref ball. I mean, I could name you, I could go down an entire litany of NFL games that were ruined by ref ball. We all know all the famous ones. Mm -hmm. It happens. I get it. But this this is far from just, okay, an occasional instance of ref ball ruining an, an otherwise big and great game. No, this is every game in the Big Ten, and it needs to stop. (laughs) I hate playing this card. I really do because 
you know, for folks who might not be following the situation as a whole and don't really understand what took place last night, your average listener is going to say, "All right, we get it. You're pro Rutgers. You're, you know, yeah. you're you're upset about the right. loss. Right. You know, maybe you're crying about it. Whatever. No, here's here, here's the problem. Anyone with two eyes who watched that game last night, or any, anybody with two ears who heard the game last night on WRSU FM New Brunswick. Nice, nice blog. Very nice. Well. What can I tell you? The point is this. <laughs> the point is this. Anyone with those two things, of either thing, would be able to understand our frustration right. and understand what took place. And the fact that it happened against Rutgers just set, just tell, tells the tale right there, Brett. And maybe this is a breaking point, and hopefully it will be a breaking point for the sake of Big Ten basketball, for the sake of Rutgers, and for the sake of sanity. In the league, hopefully, th- no, seriously, no, you're right. Hopefully, this will be a breaking point. But because of this issue being pushed aside again and again and again and again over a period of years now, I personally don't see it. I hope I'm wrong, but hopefully, this is that breaking point. And the fact that it happened again in such a prominent game, where you have a Rutgers team who's very competitive in the Big Ten Conference. Before this game, they're coming off a huge win versus then number ten Indiana. Mm-hmm. At home, Indiana, who's your daddy? Sorry, too bad. <laughs> Rutgers will still be a daddy forever. They're the father, you're the son. Sorry. But the point is this. They're coming off such a big win. And now you, you go to Columbus. And you play your heart out. And you play a phenomenal game. Possibly, win or loss, maybe the best game you played all year so far. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, Indiana's up there. You blew them out. Okay. But as a whole... To put up 66 points the way they did against Ohio State in Columbus. And the overall team collected effort we saw last night, so far in 8-9 games, whatever it's been, that might be the best game we've seen by Rutgers all season long. And again, it did not happen at Jersey Mike's Arena. But these outside factors contribute to what we're talking about and honestly, respectfully resemble the frustration that folks like we have and folks that people in New Brunswick have one day later. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I kind of want to go back to what Jake said before about can the refs overturn a result. I think if they start yeah. now, first off, it's unprecedented. It is unprecedented. Because it's never happened before. Yeah. Second off, if they were to start now, what does that mean for sports? Right? And, and it's kind of like you said, Alex. You know, I, I completely agree with you in the sense that I don't think they'll ever get to that point. Or they won't anytime soon. I mean, just, just for the pure... Just for the fact that the sheer amount of uh, media press that referees will get in the negative light oh, yeah. is way too probably way too much publicity that these sports leagues and college don't want. Um, but at the same time, when does competitive integrity come into question? Right, right. And you know, we we, we it's like it's like Alex said, guys. Yes, we're a Rutgers radio station. Yes, we're mad about we're, the refs. We're going to be slanted I was here regardless. last night, and honestly, okay. I was trying not to curse every other word. I was mad. I'm, I'm going to be honest. But at the same time, when there's video proof everywhere and it's not of the guy standing Across the bounds, country. Across, across the, the entire country, country. And it's trending on Twitter. Then what? And it's not like the guys... Sorry to cut you off. Like the, it's not like the guys' feet were like, oh, one guy's on the line. Lo- Both feet are two feet out of the line. <laughs> like, it's incredible. 
Come on, man. What are you doing? And, and here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing about that. Like, okay, you say, let, let's say we don't want to overturn the game after it's already happened. Okay. Because that would just raise an even bigger stink than it's worth. Fine. You know, I know baseball, I know Major League Baseball is really the only time where that ever happens. And even then it rarely does because, again, they don't want to have to go back and, you know, potentially have to continue playing a game that already ended. But, like, yeah. it. Why did the refs just run up the tunnel after a shot that went in off after the buzzer went off? That tells you all Isn't you that know. supposed to be like an automatic review to make sure that the shot went in on time? At wow. the very least, yeah. there should have been an automatic review where they would have caught the mistake. Huh. So, so why didn't that happen? That it, sounds like to me a bunch of spoiled brats who steal from a candy store. They don't get caught. They just run out with everything, no questions asked, whatever, <laughs> and that's all she wrote. I mean, look, again, I hate playing the card that we're playing about complaining about right. officiating. No, I do. I really hate that card. It but would this have is all a, been solved with a review. Of course, but this is, a, this is such a specific and a unique and a very unprecedented circumstance that, that has to be talked about. Um, I'm, yeah. I, I'm looking right now on Twitter again. Good old Mike Pavlichko, who, uh, you know, the broadcast administrator here, who is the host and uh, and founder of Central Jersey Sports Radio, he posts an in-close picture of the player, Holden, with the ball. His right foot is literally out of bounds. And you have Mike just saying, well, question mark. I mean, that should just tell you a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's incredible. And again... You know, we're pro Rutgers, we're a Rutgers radio station, we're going to be slanted to a certain extent, but whether you're Rutgers or Ohio State or whatever team you want to name, you can just clearly see just the overall incompetence, the overall incompetence in this situation, and it's just disgusting, honestly. I want to know that, like, I, I like how you're acknowledging our bias, because I obviously, I, I do want to, I like to think at least, if we do lose... Granted, we're not talking about football. Yeah. We're, talking, we're talking about any other sport. We also usually agree, usually point out like the exceptional performance of the opposite of the opposing team. Huh. And this was like honestly, you know, I I, th oh. I think our buddy Dan from Boston, yeah. Nightline yesterday noted that like Dan, 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 if you're hearing the shout out to you, man. There you go, Dan. Uh, like we've been on the other end of this, like you know, the Purdue game the last year to yeah. the day. Oh, yeah. I've been. It wasn't like Rutgers just lost the buzzer beater. It's like oh, we lost the buzzer beater. You know, good game, whatever. But like it's. The review that wasn't, I mean, it's it's just such a blatant. It's just it's a it's a it's a it's it's disgusting. No, it is. I can't even. I don't even know what to say anymore I, about I'm, it. I'm I'm still caught up on the whole idea that there wasn't an automatic review because I think right. about it. And in, they both I think so about cool. I think about how in so many sports, if you have a situation like that where there's something that's close, mm -hmm. you know, like let like if there's a buzzer beating goal in the NHL, don't they automatically review that to make sure? They'll that take it, 20 yeah, minutes sometimes to oh, make yeah. sure it's right. You, know, you kidding me? In, yeah. in, 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 all, in both college that's and true. professional football, anytime there's a turnover or a score, yeah. they review it automatically to make sure that it would, to make sure that the call was right. Yep. In this case, you know, obviously they're not going to review every single score in basketball because of how many times. But right, in right. the event where a shot goes in at the buzzer, is that not protocol? You have to. Let me ask you a stupid question because I'm not a basketball guy. It's not really stupid, but go ahead. <laughs> if uh, I know in hockey, once the once the time expires, it's dead. 
the puck is dead. Right, doesn't, right, not, doesn't right. matter. Of course, right, right. Football, if it's balls in motion, it keeps going. Right. If mm -hmm. the time stops. Yes. In basketball, if the ball's in the air and the I'm there you go, I'm shooting it. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. the motion. Yeah. If uh if the ball's in the air and time expires and it goes in, that counts? The yes. ball's been released already. The as okay. long as the ball is not touching any part of the player's of the shooter's hand. It is a live ball yep. until it either misses or goes in. Okay. Yep. Yep. So you can't shoot it at zero. No. No. If if any part of you can the, shoot it at if one. any part or, part you can shoot it at one tenth of a second. If yep. any part okay. of the shooter's hand is still on the ball when that buzzer goes off, that is a dead ball. The shot is no good and time expires. The game's right. over. Can you imagine if somebody could shoot it in one tenth of a second? Some <laughs> I believe real quick draw McGraw type stuff. I like, believe. Under and I know that the NBA rule books, but probably the college rule books as well. It is not possible to shoot in under one tenth of a second. No. It's three tenths. They haven't seen me shoot. The quickest I've seen is uh, Lakers Derek Fisher in the early 2000s. Yeah, that was point two. But I believe they put in the rule. That's after very that. rare. <laughs> I, I believe so. they put in the rule after that that not possible. And Trevor Booker did that crazy little behind the head thing too <laughs> off the inbound a few years back. My thing is, and again, we talk about video review and making sure the shot was good and all that. Of course, that didn't happen last night. We touched that already. Last year, one year ago, Ron Harper Jr. had the, that historic shot in that game-winning buzzer-beater performance versus Purdue. They took the time to review that shot. They did. Everyone was on the floor. Yep. And they still took the time to review the shot, make sure it counted. It was good to go. It was good to go. It counted. They won the game, obviously. But in this circumstance... One year later, if you include it today, really 364 days later to be exact. Well, you know what? It's been a great night. R Rutgers lost. Let's have a nice flight home. Let's just get the heck out of here. And by the time we know it, we'll be leaving and we'll be seeing, you know, you, you know, you, you know, the wife and kids. It'll be a lovely time. So, I mean, the point is, is that it's just it it is incompetence and the fact that that thought as an official of any sport does not crush your brain crossed your mind in that sense where 99.9% .9 of the time every shot like that every goal like that every throw like that whatever is always reviewed except for this time I, I mean that's a great point how how are we going to have it so yeah. inconsistent where the officials one time when the entire arena has already stormed the court are still going to go over and review to make sure it was good same team by the way Rutgers you know same team but when the shoe's on the other foot and Rutgers on the road, nobody storms the court. They run right into the tunnel. They don't even bother. All right. Why is why the inconsistency? I'm not even asking as a Rutgers fan. I'm just asking as a fan of basketball. Sure. You got to do it the same way every time. Absolutely. You know, if they had reviewed it and determined that yes, it was legal, then that's then that's fine. But you got to review that first. Right. right. No, you're right. And. I mean, it's just again, it's 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 just ironic. And what gets me as we as I'm trying to circle back to the point of whether or not they could look it over, what have you, we're talking about Ohio State. Ohio State has so much influence over the Big Ten conference, football, basketball, whatever sport you want to name. So let's say somehow, which again I, I don't see it happening in a million years. Let's say somehow they review what happened, they change the result, they give Rutgers the victory. Do you think Ohio State's going to take that lightly? Nobody would. It's going to be a madhouse, especially Ohio State. Right. We're um, look, look. <clears throat> excuse me. It's one thing if it's Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, whatever. Okay, we're talking about Ohio State, the right. Ohio, and say whatever you want about them. The Ohio State, the Ohio State University, and they basically them. 
Penn State, Michigan are the top three dogs in Big Ten play. If you mess with any of them, basically, good night. Good night. Mm -hmm. No, seriously, because they have so much influence over the conference alone. It's absolutely incredible. And if you reverse this call, if you reverse the situation, if you give the game to Rutgers somehow, and Ohio State, of course, will find out about it, if they lose that game, there is going to be such a rawest response from Ohio State alone. And, yeah, they might, you know, be entitled to privilege or or whatever you want to call it, bias, whatever it is. But that is just so blatantly ridiculous. Let's say they do that. I, I can see the headline right now. Rutgers game gets overturned. Skull Knights win the game versus Ohio State. Ohio State revolts and tries to respond to what happened. I can, I can see the, the story breaking right now. I mean, come on. But if this happens, Brett, and God forbid that type of situation arose, one, I would not be surprised, but two, it just shows the ultimate elitism, I guess you can say, in this Big Ten conference when it comes to Ohio State. Yeah, and again, you know, with overturning a, a ruling, it all comes back to setting a precedent. You know, like if you were to do that for the Rutgers, uh, if you were to do that for the Rutgers game, you know, there, there, I feel like there's two things that'll happen in the press. Number one is what you just said, where you know Ohio State, uh, you know, whether it's bias, privilege, whatever it is, they're going to be upset, and they're going to, to say the least, they're. They're 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 gonna take the streets somehow somewhere. Oh, easily. And the second thing, again, you know, if college basketball as a whole, you know, I, you know, for that matter, if any sport as a whole, if they overturn this call, why didn't they overturn this one? Right. Why didn't they look at this one? And if why you are they wanna, just now right, doing this? Right. Crazy media fire sale mm-hmm. on or firestorm, mm-hmm. excuse me, on every like uh, just on replay in general. Yep. So I mean, if, like honestly. If there's going to be any changes, this is why sports wait till the end of the season mm-hmm. to make their changes or until the next collective agreement, you know, because it avoids all the hassle, avoids all the drawback. Whether it's fair or not is what we're debating now. And honestly, in the right. case of situations like this, it is absolutely not fair. But for these leagues, for, t- for teams with a lot of influence like Ohio State, I- I- if that's the case, um, they're going to look at immediate ramifications and say this isn't worth it let's let push you, let's keep pushing it back let me let me let's go down this path now since we're, okay. since we're open up this can of worms so you mentioned how how uh influential ohio state is in the, in the big town how, to like, lightly say it yes it's the yeah do you think that was going through the ref's head when they made because the, they did they did stop at the scoring table after the shot was made very uh, not before the shot was made before um i think it was right, I think it was right before the shot was made four seconds uh, with four seconds on the clock, they reviewed something. I guess they wanted to review Peichel's foul before the, uh, um, before the shot, obviously. And I, th- I think after the shot, the buzzer beater shot, they did congregate for a few seconds, and then they bolted, like Jake mentioned. They just, they just ran, down, ran down the tunnel. Do you think that crossed their mind where they, they, they maybe have uh, noted that? It's like they, they, what's the word? I'm sorry. Uh, they noticed that the, his feet were... Uh, what, who made the shot? John, John, I see the point of your question. Yeah, I'm sorry, and I'm not like no, no, no. Uh, I, no, I, no, I, I see the point of the question, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a reasonable question to ask. The problem is that we just don't know. Like, there's no we'll actual evidence of that, unless we somehow pick into the brains of these referees, which, 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 which can't happen. But the thing is, we just don't know 
Maybe, maybe not. You can make that speculation. But what's more important about the situation is the overall precedent this kind of sends for Big Ten basketball. Right. That's the more important part. I think the I think the thing that really hurts this situation especially right. is just because it's just the fact that the team being screwed here is Rutgers. Mm-hmm. So not only is it just that, you know, this is a this is kind of a What's what's the word? Uh, more looked down upon school sports school, especially in the Big Ten conference. Know, especially in the Big Ten conference, that whining about it. But also, I feel like the Rutgers fans and media have a tendency to whine about officiating anyway. Um, like to if, a extent, if it yeah. were if it were Ohio State, Michigan, we might be singing a different tune, and this might be more of a big deal. But you know, if it was Ohio State, Michigan, that'd be the first thing they'd be looking at. Number one, it, it would be, and that that's the thing that really kills me here is that is that like is that like I'm not asking you to call it because it's my school. I'm asking you to treat every team the same. Right. It's it's it's, it's a mockery of the, of the integrity of the game. It's a, it's a mockery of the league. It's a mockery of the sport. It's it's not oh. a good. It's not a good thing, no matter who's playing. I I always love to say that I love college basketball, and I do love college basketball more, even more than NBA basketball. I agree with that. I I think it's just it's just so much more competitive and so much more exciting. But the one thing that I cannot stand ever in college basketball is the officiating compared to professional basketball compared to the NBA. The NBA guys do it so much better. And yeah. and they don't even get it right all the time, but they just because no officials do. They're right. human, you know. They make mistakes, but the the NBA league officials do a much better job. And I just it pains me to say that. Why? Why in the world? Money probably. Sorry. Why in the world do the those do those college students have to deal with worse officiating? It, it's huh. like it's not even like. Like, okay, let's say you're a referee of a sport. What what makes you a better official than somebody else? That you know the rules better? That you're more likely to enforce them correctly? <laughs> like, there's got to be plenty of people out there who can, who can do that better than the people it, than the people officiating that game last night did. That's true. There has to be. I'm just gonna assume that the NBA, the reason NBA officials are are better is because there's, there's more money, there's more money around them, you know. I mean, maybe NBA is more is but is NBA, I'm assuming NBA is more is better funded than oh basketball. Well, yeah, yeah, you no, get paid easily. more, of course. So that's that's gotta be so, a factor. So, but like, it's the, it's the National Basketball Association, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the biggest one of the biggest corporations in the world. Right. It's just, it's just so disgusting how we're in 2022, and. Yeah, 2022. Almost 2020. John, which is John, John, right? John, you're starting to scam me a little now. No, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We're getting. We're, it, we're, we're in December now. So you're not wrong. Start asking but, that question. But, but I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> whoa. It's just crazy how, like, we've seen, like, like with, the, with the technology nowadays and how these they, referees are allowed to mess up calls. Like, they're human. Yeah. And, they, and you have the option to go to replay and yep. one, to not do it. And sometimes they go to replay and get it and still get it wrong. Yeah. Which I mean, you know. But what that, are you doing? That happens. You can't get the replay wrong. Certified schmuck. Wrong. There you go. He, these guys are schmucks. Certified schmuck cards for all of them? <laughs> no, they don't even get the cards. They, they just get labeled. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, oh. we can rant and rave about all of this, right. but let's focus more on the team and Again, the team played a great game last night, regardless of outcome, regardless of what we've talked about for the past 27 minutes. Agreed. But my thing is, 
This team needs to respond. And whether you lost a game, whether you felt like you win, you got robbed, cheated, whatever, you can't control that right now. Maybe later down the road there'll be a review, something will get changed, but I doubt it. Right now, it's in the books as a loss. You got to focus on Seton Hall this weekend. You got to focus on Wake Forest. You got to win the rest of the games in December 2022. And all you can do now is focus on Big Ten play following this stretch in January and February and March. And here's the deal, guys. Ohio State on January 15th comes to town. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that They're coming to Piscataway. And I guarantee... I'm going to be there. Well, you'll be there. I'll I'll guarantee John Harnett will be there. That's number one. (laughs) I will also guarantee... That a lot of Rutgers people, all the Rutgers fans who are going to be there, they're going to give it to Ohio State when it comes to the fans. That place, look, it was loud for Indiana. It's going to be five times as loud on January 15th, especially following what happened last night. I'm going to boom. You know? everybody. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. That's going to be, that, that place is going to be raucous on January It's January going to be raucous 15th. because Rutgers righteously felt robbed and they got robbed. Mm-hmm. And hey, you know the how fans you can, are lock and step with them. Hey, you know how you can uh, blow off steam from from getting robbed against Ohio State? You know how you can make yourself feel better? How's that? By uh, taking your in-state rival Seton Hall behind the woodshed. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And again, that's Sunday. That's 6.30. Coverage on WRSU. Keep Very that nice. in mind. That, nice. That's Sunday at 6.30. There's also a lot of other stuff going on on Sunday as well. There but. is. <laughs> but the biggest thing on campus is going to be that game. Yes, sir. And the biggest thing, hopefully for the sake of Rutgers, is that they'll rebound. They'll take down Seton Hall, hopefully. They'll be able to beat Wake Forest the following weekend. Take care of Bucknell. Take care of Coppin State. And the Big Ten play starts in Purdue on January 2nd. At the end of the day, what you have to do for Rutgers, guys, keep playing your game of basketball. Because what we've seen the past two games, especially against Big Ten teams and top 25 teams, especially team-oriented play that has won you a game, that should have won you another game, but it's absolute consistency and efficiency that we're seeing these last two games from Rutgers, especially following a t- tough loss in South Florida before these two games took place. So, look, we'll see how it plays out, but... These things happen for a reason. Again, my good friend Aaron Rodgers once said, "Relax, just relax." <laughs> now we're upset about the you know the uh, the whole ordeal and what have you, but I encourage the words of Aaron Rodgers: "Relax, right, Coach On? Just relax, so, relax." Yeah, I, I, I'm encouraging more so of you know of Aaron Rodgers against the Bears, saying that he owns them. Well, 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 he does. That, but but we didn't play Indiana. We already played Indiana. <laughs> Man, we, uh, yeah, yeah, you got a point there. Who's you your daddy? There. Well, <laughs> Chicago's daddy is Aaron Rodgers, and Rutgers, and Indiana's daddy is Rutgers. That's all I know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you're Rutgers, put this in the past. Keep playing your game of basketball, either away or at home, and all you can do is just keep pressing forward. Because when once Big Ten play starts, especially on the road, if you play the way you did last night. Regardless of win, loss, whatever, you play that game you played last night, the way you played, the way the team was orchestrated, and you take that consistently away from Jersey Mike's arena, especially when you play Purdue, Northwestern, and Michigan State, and Iowa in January, all on the road, those teams, that'll be huge for Rutgers. And this game will be in the past, but hopefully something for the sake of the sport changes moving forward for the sake of the conference, especially. With that, we'll step aside. We'll come back with Locks of the Week. This is the Friday Crew on 88.7 WRSU FM New Brunswick. Lots of action, lots more coming up on the opposite side of this break. On WRSU FM New Brunswick, the Friday Crew 
on 88.7 FM and online at WRSU.org. What Jake a call. Schmied, what a call what is a right. Call. And that was a remarkable night. I was here that night. Brett Hall was with me in yeah, studio. I was with you. I was and there. Johnny Vasquez was also also with us on production covering that. And Brett, that night line, my golly, what a night that it's was. The best one of best one of my Rutgers tenure. I was on I crew the next day and wow. <laughs> was and there I, anything else that we talked about that day? <laughs> oh, we talked about a lot. I was in the other room <laughs> highlights and I, I I remember like just sitting in the other room and like my my chair was literally against the wall and I was just you know, I was just leaning, and then I see Ron Harper Jr. hit the shot. I jump up out of my chair. I jump in, and I run in here with you guys. I will say that. That was, wow. And like, that audio was a mixture of the audio and Big Ten Network's actual footage of the shot. And I'm watching it back, and, I, and, and guess what happened? One of the head referees walks towards the scorer's table, takes a quick mm. review, and makes sure it was good. As the people were storming Ron Harper Jr. on the team of the court. So, yep, he's still talking here. Okay, we're good to go. Rutgers wins. Here's your here's your lock of the week. If Rutgers hits a buzzer-beating shot to win the game against Seton Hall at home at Jersey Mike's Arena, they will review it. Uh, well, there's your, there's your lock. The I would protocol. That. That's protocol. Yeah, they will. They <laughs> will. The but, magic? but, should be a thousand. But, but, but again. Minus. And again, we talked about it for a half hour to kick off the show. But last night, that wasn't found. And if only that happened last night, almost one year later, that would have been nice for the sake of Big Ten basketball. But I I will digress for the sake of my sanity. Let's start with Jake Maystell. What's your lock, sir? My lock of the week, we have some big rivalries going on around the league. No, I'm not going to talk about the one you guys think I'm going to talk about because why in the world would I pick that game? No, I'm going to talk about a much less interesting rivalry. We're going to talk about the Texas Governor's Cup. What in the world is that? Well, that is when the Houston Texans play the Dallas Cowboys for the right to see who the better Texas team is. Carm, you laugh, but Houston actually, in this rivalry, actually has done pretty well. You kidding me? Um, Yes. So in in this rivalry just between the Cowboys and the Texans, the Cowboys lead the regular season series 8-5, but... That's still five games that the Houston Texans have won uh-huh. over the Dallas Cowboys. So you know, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good that's that's a pretty good record for Dallas. Although I don't know if that's Houston Texans. Uh, no, that's no, that's three two actually because I forgot there used to be another uh, Texans team in Dallas. In Dallas, that's uh, true. See, see, NFL history gets very complicated. Anyway, we're not talking about all those past games, even though the last one was won in overtime by the Houston Texans. We're talking about this game, and it's going to be a very different result. This is in Jerry World at Dallas. The 1-10-1 Houston Texans are going in against a Cowboys team that has already clinched a winning record on the season and will most likely make the playoffs. They're not winning the division <laughs> because they're not beating the Eagles. But, <laughs> but uh... Yeah, they they uh, the the Cowboys are favored by seventeen. I think they're going to win by more, especially considering the way that they absolutely clobbered Indianapolis in the fourth quarter alone yeah. last week. Yeah, this is gonna be an ugly game. Lock of the week is Cowboys. Let's say by twenty or more. Fair. Well, I mean. Dallas is a good team. They're not as good as Philadelphia. I agree with that. Houston's a freaking train wreck. Oh my goodness. 
Oh my goodness! I, I got mean, the pleasure of watching them in person, and they really are bad. They they really you are. You were at, bad. at the Giants Houston game, I'm assuming. Yes, I was. They've and lost a few close contests this year. The, they the have. Texans, but a one but, ten and one record is oh, no, no beauty. They're awful. I mean, you can't deny it. But had that one tie against the Colts. Yeah. <laughs> who are also a and that, and that was. <laughs> And that was the beginning of the season, wasn't it? Wasn't it? That, that was the week. first game of the year for most of those teams. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. It was week one. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Hey, they both went through week one undefeated. Indeed. Oh Indeed. my goodness. Hey, at least they joined the Giants in a tie. So, that's crazy. But you know, if nobody else is gonna go, I'll do my lock. So I, I, I got an obvious lock, and I got, uh, I got a risky lock that I think is gonna hit. So start with the obvious one. They're disrespecting the living you-know-what out of the Vikings against the Lions. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, plus 108 See? money line on the Vikings. And Detroit's secondary is, uh, is decent. Their D-line is absolutely miserable as a whole. Their defense is absolutely atrocious. So expect Kirk Cousins and co. to absolutely steamroll over the Detroit Lions. I'm taking their money line plus 108 as the obvious lock. The I mean up- yeah. The other lock, the most important game of the season for the team in South Florida, the Jacksonville Jaguars, set to face off against the AFC South leading Tennessee Titans. Now, there's been a little bit of struggles. The last game, especially on offense in both facets, uh, with Trevor Lawrence, or with Christian Kirk, excuse me, only being the, being the only impact playmaker for that team. But I expect the Titans, or excuse me, I expect the Jaguars to win the Battle of the Trenches this week to find a way to get Trevor Etienne back going on offense. Trevor Lawrence can have a rebound performance, and the Jaguars are going to save their season. A plus 168 money line, lock it in. Honestly, you call that a risky lock, but I actually like that a lot because the Titans have played really poorly the last few weeks, especially in the trenches. They haven't been able to get Derrick Henry going. They haven't really been able to get a solid rush on the opposing quarterbacks. I mean, you saw the way they got absolutely annihilated by Philly last week. I mean, Philly's the better team, but they should not have gotten killed the way that they did. I mean, the Tennessee Titans aren't a bad football team on paper, so... You know, I mean, I I don't think that's as risky as you think it is. I think the Jaguars definitely have a shot to win this game, especially with their offense. I'm actually a little more, a little questioning more your uh, your not risky lock hitting Vikings over Detroit. You think the Lions are going to beat the Vikings. I, the Lions have been playing very well lately. Their huh. offense has been on fire. I think we could see a a historic shootout potentially. That is a very intriguing. Th- Mark to make and very intriguing prediction to make and 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 I and I'll say that because Detroit has been very impressive this season in many respects. The fact and again Buffalo's been back and forth, but the fact that they, they made that a three point game to begin with on Thanksgiving said a lot. And Detroit has made a lot of close games closer than people would have ever thought. I think I think I, I think Minnesota will blow them out. I I agree with Brett, but I would not be surprised if Detroit was able somehow to make it competitive, or to make it a three-point game, a seven-point game, whatever. I don't see them winning, but I just see Minnesota winning regardless of what takes place. Detroit will make it competitive, or they'll just get blown out. I, It's basically just Minnesota's game to lose, really. I mean, yeah, but you remember the last game these two teams played against each other this season. It was close. You're not wrong. It was wrong. a four-point game in wrong. Minnesota. Detroit playing with house money this time, and they're on a really good streak. They've won four of five, and... Not even, and they. It's not like they've been playing all scrubs. Like I mean, they they 
play the Packers, who, I mean, they're not good this year, but the Packers are a terrible football team. Don't season. get me started. Um, <laughs> they, they, they managed to handle the Giants, which, I mean, the Giants aren't a terrible football team either, and they played really well against the Buffalo Bills. So, you know, I mean, I feel like I feel like this game could be a lot closer than, than some people think it's going to be. It could be, and maybe it will happen, maybe it won't. I don't know, but what I do know is that it's – it will be an NFC North game in Detroit. That's all I do know. But I think I, I think Minnesota wins regardless. I would not be surprised if that could happen. It's still Detroit's game to win. They're not going to win the game. It's Detroit's game, to, uh, or, or rather Minnesota's game to lose. But, um, you know, somehow if that happens, I would not be shocked. Mr. John Hawnets, what do you have, sir? So uh, I'm going to stick with ice hockey, obviously, because that's what I do. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna stick with the Maple Leafs again, even though my lock last week did not hit. Um, the Leafs had a two-goal lead in the third period, and they blew it. They well, got it well, overtime, and they blew classic it. Classic Maple Leafs hockey, baby. So, what do you mean the Maple Leafs blew a lead? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're. I, I mean, this whole spiel about their great goaltending tandem with Murray and Samsonov. Like, oh, they're gonna do it. Unstoppable, <laughs> unstoppable force, unmovable object. No, Maple Leafs are a different object. They're just a bad object. <laughs> So, <laughs> so tomorrow they're playing the Calgary Flames, two uh, Canadian playoff teams. They will make it. Leafs will not advance on the first round, but we'll see what happens. Oh, are you kidding me? Uh, the Flames have a good goalie tandem. Markstrom was in the uh, top three. I think he was the runner-up for the Vesta Trophy last he's year. Good. He's a very good goalie. He's had a pretty slow start, 889 save percentage. Ooh. Not great at all. His backup of Ladar, 912, that's okay. Again, I don't even want the Leafs may believe goalie, goalies are great, but it doesn't matter. They're gonna win it. They're gonna they're gonna blow it. Uh, I'm taking the money line Flames plus one thirty four. Uh, never underestimate the power of the Leafs of the Leafs to blow a game. So you gotta pick the Flames. <laughs> the Leafs have a lot of uh, they have a lot of hot hands right now. Matthews Marner's Warner. on like a twenty one point game. Yeah, twenty one game point streak. Won't He's matter. been incredible. <laughs> it's gonna score three goals and then they're gonna lose four three. Ha! <laughs> it's gonna have to. That's, that's yeah, pro- no, no, you're probably right. I mean. I mean, again, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I'll say this forever sure. until they until they actually win a cup. Canada's biggest clown show since 1967. North America's. Uh, <laughs> up there. Uh, Top three. The I, Cubs are up there before they won. I'm sorry to bust your bubble, pal, but yeah. the New York Jets and the New York Mets, Brett, sorry too. Nope. They're pretty high up there for Come that on. conversation. Okay, 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 okay. Wait, 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 Oh, the Jets are the biggest clown show ever. See? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is this is Arizona Cardinals erasure because y'all just forget they exist and that they've been like just completely awful. It's That's pretty fair. easy to forget about a desert, though. To be fair, <laughs> That's, That's true. I mean, <laughs> New York, they were New in York. St. Louis for half of it. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy to forget about them too. I mean, the Rams did. They're in, <laughs> you're right. They're in LA now. I mean, so. but 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 I mean, again. Uh, the Jets, the Mets. Hey, uh, the Mets have Uncle Stevie. Yeah, Uncle Stevie. He's out. He's out. He's out. You know, Black Friday. They're, they're different. Black Friday shopping. I, I, I will admit too. You know, obviously I'm a little bit biased, but the Jets do have Joey D. And that, and and I feel like that's enough. But you're still owned by Woody. Yeah. When, when Woody went to the UK, you're owned by the worst Johnson brother and Chris. Never thought in my life I'd say I miss Woody Johnson, and I can't wait till he gets <laughs> back. But I did. And hey. look where they are now. Hey, y'all go. have Mike White at quarterback. Hall of Famer Mike White. 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, he beat I, the legendary oh, averaging 350 Listen, yards per game, I'll Mike say, White. I refuse, I'll say that, yeah. I refuse, as a Jets fan, to commit to a quarterback by any of their merch or say that they are the guy until they have at least two full seasons of productivity. That's fair. See, that's a good that's, way of looking good, at yeah. it. I will not buy a jersey. I mean, John, I respect it, but I refuse to buy into it this early. Here's my Did you buy that Mike White jersey from China? Is that what that was? <laughs> right? Right? I'm about still to. looking at it. I'm about to. It's still in my cart. Oh, my god. But goodness. here's the deal. Here's the reason still why. Still in your cart one week later. <laughs> so here's the deal with the Mike White jersey, right? Can you imagine if this guy falls off tomorrow, like in 20 years, I'll have the Mike White jersey. Some kid is like, "Hey, who's that? Who's white on your on your jersey? Who is that guy?" Like, oh, he was his quarterback. We had this other schmuck named Zach Wilson. Mike White came in, was the backup, and for three games was the best quarterback in football. And then he just went away. That's I'll the guy. That's the most Jets player oh, ever. I'll say this about Mike White: the guy is a, is a is a back and forth character, but. The fact that he threw over 300 passing yards, 369, and two picks last week in a five-point loss, it's not great, but it's impressive at the same he time. Also, he also scored, he also scored a rushing touchdown. That game was, was really he, he did score he did. a rushing touchdown. He did. You're right. You're I right. just want to say the first pick was tipped in the air by a receiver. Okay. That's that's a gimme pick that's for fair. any corner. The second pick was the last drive. They had the force pass with, with 10 seconds left. So there you go. Granted, was it right. the best look in the world? No. Right. Did he still throw a pick? Absolutely. But the right. two picks—that's fair. It, it, well, the That's second fair. one's not a fluke. In my opinion, the first pick is a fluke pick because when okay. you're anytime you're okay. you put it right in the hands of your receiver and all he does is go, oh, and he tips it right in the air, <laughs> and then the cornerback catches it and says, "Wow, look at the ball." That's then that no. sounds, look what I that's, found. That sounds right. like your fantasy team, pal. I wish we had a hockey for this sound, but it's the sound of like. That's true. That's my fantasy team. Well, it's terrible. That, that's that's what happens when you have MVP Russell Wilson as your starting quarterback. Oh God, the second the second <laughs> the second worst quarterback in football this year. Oh I'm my God! But Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, me, let's have Coach Hawn die. Like, like this is terrible. <laughs> what like, gets me though in that game? Mike White, thirty-one of fifty-seven, three sixty-nine, no touchdowns, two interceptions, had the rushing touchdown though. Kirk Cousins, twenty-one of thirty-five, one seventy-three, no picks, one touchdown. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. I think we Jets know who the better quarterback is. <laughs> look, I mean, look. <laughs> the Jets have a good defense, man. I will say this. Mike the White. He's a catch up. And again, versus, and, and, and versus Chicago, we played very well. 22 28, 315, three touchdowns, no picks. Maybe Mike White's the answer. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It's still very I, early. Very I, early. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I mean, and honestly. I don't care what the Jets do. I like making fun of the Jets regardless of what they do. Sorry, guys. Everybody but, does. Yeah, it's fine. Everybody right, does. my favorite. It. Just remember. It's going to be all good once just, we win a Super Bowl. I'm like 80 oh, in a Who's going to be laughing then? Are you kidding me? Who's going to be laughing then? I don't know. I mean, as long as I'm not hooked up to a machine at 80 years old, then I'm all right. <laughs> just, just remember that before 2001, the New England Patriots were a laughing stock, and then some guy named Thomas Edward Patrick Brady came along. You're right. See, he could be. Uh, but keep in mind, Bill Belichick was the coach of the Jets for a day, I and then he went to New England. You know, like exactly. the You don't understand. You know what's insane? You don't have to remind me, Carm. Uh, oh, boy. Also, sorry, that's Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Jr. Yes. You know what's insane? Wrong Tom Brady. My dad, obviously a big Mets fan, and I was talking to him the other day. He, I was like, "You're watching the Jet game." I was in here doing a production. I'm like, "Yeah." He was like. I can't stand Bill Belichick. <laughs> I'm like, why? I'm like that? Who do you hate more, the the Braves, 
Uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, I don't even know. The Islanders? Some kind of politician. Or the Islanders. And he was like, Bill Belichick. I'm like, okay, Dad, (laughs) who do you hate more? Chase Utley? Chipper Jones, wow. Tom Glavin, you're throwing a lot of or names. Or Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. I'm like, really? Wow. Okay, you can't hate Chase. You can't hate Chase Utley. You can. I do. Chase Utley was a dirty guy, man. I would want him on my team. He was. He was a Philly guy. That's why. Well, well. I mean, I mean, you got to give him credit. Very good player. Oh, very good player. If he's on your team, you love the guy. I would. If he's not on your team, he's enemy number one. Yeah. Just as simple as that. Anyway, what a great Philly player, <laughs> Dodgers legend. Jimmy Rollins is my guy, though. Jimmy yes. Rollins, I love. Yes. I do. I do like Jimmy Rollins a lot. I just realized something. We're talking about Philly, Jake. You're dripped out in Yankee stuff. Why? Why is a Phillies fan? Are you wearing that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, you see, you see. I'm a Yankees fan first. This is what's gonna happen. And this is th- this is our World just, Series I, this year. I just don't see it. This is our World Series. We're not winning anything the next nine years, so this is the most I'm going to celebrate as a Yankees fan. We re-sign Aaron Judge for nine years, $360 million, and I'm celebrating. We're going to talk I got about the, I got that. the nameless Aaron Judge jersey the, on. I like it, though, name. I hate the Yankee, Yankee home jerseys with the name on it. It but, drives me insane. Oh, I could We're never wear touch one. We're going to a lot about that in hour, hour two. Because yeah. I am beyond surprised that he's stayed. But I will say. Before. Yeah. But before. We go to a break. Back in 1994, a good oh man boy. by the name of Mark Messier <laughs> once guaranteed a Game 6 victory. You know what? Dennis hates it. Eddie hates it. I love it. The, the people on Tuesday for, for some... You know what? Fine. Whatever. I'm indifferent to it. Fair enough. But I appreciate... And w- when I got John Hornet, who was Mr. Ranger over here... There you go. You gotta have this. I'm just saying, Johnny boy. But anyway... 1994. It's a great year for for the, for, uh, for the city of New York to yeah, a certain great. extent. Great. Um, I'll show you the next. Mark Messier, guaranteed in Game Six Class of the act. Eastern Conference Finals. I guarantee we're going to win Game Six. What happened? They, they won, won Game they Six. Won the game hat trick. He scored a hat trick, and they forced Game Seven. They also won Game Seven. Stefano with the historic goal in Mato, overtime. Historic goal. Then they go to the final. They win the Stanley Cup. In seven games versus Vancouver, this this will last a lifetime. It has. They haven't won since. But yeah, Mog Messier guaranteed that to happen. Game six victory, a Stanley Cup championship. I guarantee, just like Mog Messier guaranteed in 1994, not only is Rutgers men's basketball gonna cream Seton Hall, not only are they gonna cream them. Are you kidding me? It's gonna be an absolute. Oh, it's gonna be a massacre. It's going to be the massacre at the Jersey Mike's Arena. That's what it's going to be. But I guarantee a 20-point victory for Rutgers men's basketball against Seton Hall wow. this Sunday night at the JMA. I like it. Holy I smokes. guarantee that. <laughs> That's a steep line. I wow. guarantee that. Just like Mark Messier guaranteed a Game 6 victory in Class the Eastern I. Conference Finals on May 25th, 1994. Well, Carm, if you're right, it'll definitely lift my spirits a whole lot after the uh, absolute abomination. The last night, Ab- yeah. After the absolute abomination that's going to happen earlier in the game, a little up the road in New Jersey. <laughs> jo- John, I have to ask, since, since every time he makes one of these crazy locks, you always throw a Parm thing out there. Yeah. Is there another Parm on the line? 
Um, you got we got chicken parm, eggplant parm. Is there a steak? Veal. Veal is there steak parm? Is that a thing? No, I don't think so. There's oh. meatball parm. You offer meatball parm? Ooh, let's go meatball parm. Yeah, yeah are you kidding me? There, there we go. go. There you go. That's that's big on Long Island. I love meatball. It's a lot parm. of meatball, oh, meatball parm. parm's excellent. Oh, it's beautiful. Bef- right before yeah. we go to break, a few weeks. This is nothing. This has nothing to do with except for uh, yeah. yeah, meatball parm. Yeah. A few years ago, <laughs> I was hiking out Mount Washington okay. with a uh, adventuring crew. It's like that's in Kentucky, right? Where is it? Maine. Maine. It's close enough. <laughs> I, same country. Look, look, I'll be honest with you. I saw something on Google Maps. I don't know why, but I saw a Mount Washington in Kentucky. I thought that was the one. I'll, but I'll I'm tell wrong. you what. During the break, I'll get some water. I'll give you some water. Just got to breathe a little bit. You know, this is your second blooper of the of the show. You're, very, you're a class act, Mr. Carm. I don't want you to have, you know, to have another gaffe. So, I, care, I care about you, big guy. So, I'm just saying. Starting to get me concerned a little bit. At a meatball parm. Mount Washington, meatball parm. It was like it was from Subway. Okay. So I'm not a big Subway guy. Okay. So I had this meatball parm, right? And I devoured the whole thing. And when I hike up a mountain, I best way I can describe it was the mountain was in thirds. The first thirds, you know, you're in trees, it's steep, it's oh, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. You break out of the tree line, you could see like a little trail, like, oh, this is gonna be crazy. The one of the leaders was behind me. Now I had a seven meatball, meatball parm sandwich. So what was happening is as you're exercising and you're drinking a lot of water, you start to Flatulate. That's one way to put it. And I your body goes God. through the motion. Your I, body goes. Oh through yeah. The motion. So I started going, going up this mountain, and the guy, behind, the leader behind me, thought that an animal died. <laughs> so we're Adam? going up this mountain, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, this is insane. I'm like, this is, this is a tough mountain. And then it was a good sandwich. But it was, uh, I feel bad for the people behind me. Moral of the story, don't eat Subway. It's a, it's an inferior sub. Yeah, don't eat Subway. That's why we have Jersey Mike's for a reason, folks. Exactly. Yeah, saying. Exactly. Well, better yet, just go to your local sub shop. No, go to Jersey Mike's. Yeah, support local businesses. It like depends that. where it is. On Long Island, absolutely. In Florida, I don't think so. Well, I said Florida. <laughs> I, said, I meant New Jersey. Oh, I went, okay. I went, Everybody go to Detroit sub shop. Where's that? Detroit. <laughs> Why Detroit? I don't know. What the, what what kind of a sandwich am I gonna get in Detroit, Michigan? You get Swiss. I, I'm sure. Long. I'm sure you can get a real nice glizzy over there. In Detroit. I'm sure I can. I'll get the glizzy. Hot dog is not a sandwich. I went to I a hot that. dog is a sandwich. No, it's, it's not. not. No, it's, no, not. it's not. I, oh, absolutely no, it's not. not. Ratio. Oh, my no. Ratio. No, it's not a sandwich. Not. Oh no. <laughs> I well, you, to, you're I giving me high school flashbacks here. We literally discussed this for a whole week at our lunch table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go to war again. <laughs> we can do this on Can We Just Talk. Oh, definitely. Is absolutely. that what happens at Basket Ridge? You fight for a week in public schools about hot dogs and whether, whether or not it's a sandwich? Is, Wait, is, Alex. Is, is that better, what happened over there? There's nothing better to do. That's there, fair. There, there, there's nothing better to do over that's, there. That's I wanna, fair. I just want to ask you guys a quick question, go and we'll carry this over the Can We Just Talk. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to forget. Yeah. So you guys all went to high school. Did you, guys, you yes, guys? I did. <laughs> yeah, yes, I did. Uh, I, I think I did, but I can't really remember. Yes. Public or private schools? Public. public. Oh, public. All public. Public. Oh, yeah, public. That's very good. I think you learn more in public school. So, yes. did you, are you guys familiar with the term sacking? Sacking in what sense? In, like your, yeah, like in your sense. backpack. Uh, like, oh, let me sack your bag. I know sacking in the sense Describe like it? gets fired. I know, I know dummy locking. Dummy, what's dummy locking? Oh, you don't know what dummy locking is? No. Oh, all right. Uh, you know what? Th- th- this is a good way to add it. So, so dummy locking, right? You know, it, it, granted, everybody should do this in middle school. Mm-hmm. So, you would, you, you know, the combination of somebody's lock. So you'd go, Whoa. so you'd go, and you open their lock, and Whoa. you'd close the locker, and you'd lock it upside down. Oh, 
Okay. And it was like a school-wide thing. I like Everybody that. did it. Nice okay, okay. You guys That's must horrible. have gone to like normal high school. And we ran school operations as well. That was people fun. in my school district didn't do this. Oh, oh, fellas. Oh. I can one up. I can, I got. My grade beat. was the worst grade in my high school. My high. <laughs> my, oh, same. But like, <laughs> they would just fight in Massapequa. My, <laughs> they would just fight. <laughs> we, we, my, my, my grade, my grade when we were seniors in high school threw hot dogs at the principal. So, oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. When I was in high school, sacking was a term to describe you take your friend's backpack, you empty the compartments of that bag, you turn it inside out, you oh, put the belongings okay. yeah, back in is. the bag, and then you yeah. zip it up. So it's an inside-out sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not. I know what this part. is. I forgot that was the word for it. But yeah, yeah. we didn't some do people, some, this. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. Some people call it turtling, which I've never heard of. Why do they call it turtle? I mean, I Don't can know. see why, I guess. But yeah, you know what? I've seen it before. Again, all these things happen in middle school. They don't really happen in high school, but that's true. Uh, all happen in high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So. I've never school. seen this before in my life. It, I'm glad it's gone. I'm glad you're in a safe neighborhood, Jake. <laughs> safe neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll 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 call uh we'll call uh Great Valley School District safe neighborhood. That's cool. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to ask because a lot of people like some like it's like half the people either never heard of it or like some people are like oh yeah that's called turtling. It's like what it's called turtling? And some people just are like yours the schmuck. I don't know what you're talking about. In sacking, what are you doing? Dude, the Sack. people the people who call it turtling are definitely are the people who get like those paper straws. Yeah. Oh, you there's, there's no doubt in my mind. Because yeah. they're probably turtles to begin with. It could be. <laughs> I don't know. It could be in one way be, or another. Hey. I don't know. I'm just saying. Good hey. point. Hey, I see what hey, you're saying, man. You you never know. You know. You never know. You never do. My thing is this: before we go to break, I mean, sacking to me is just someone getting fired, basically. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so that's what I think of it now. What I mean, or a quarterback getting tackled in the backfield, or that too. Very nice, or that. But again, like Coach Hahn, Russell Wilson screwed you. He's sack him. Yes, sack Russell Wilson. Oh, I agree. In more ways than one, Kirk sack Russell been Wilson. Starting three quarters of the season from him. <laughs> in more ways than ago. one, sack Russell Wilson. I might start not just him. fire him. Actually, sack the guy. That would help you. But the I'm point gonna, is this: you, you got to travel all yeah. the way to Denver, go onto the football field while they're in the middle of a play and tackle him. <laughs> And then get arrested in Denver Cavallado for trespassing on the field during a worth it d- yeah. worth during it. a game. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Oh my! Actually, God. don't actually don't do yeah, this. No, by no. the way, this I, I, I don't didn't actually plan do on it. it. So. Oh. But worth it. <laughs> I would hope not to. With that, we'll take a break. Hour one is down. That is in the books for now, and we'll come back with hour two on the Friday Crew, eighty-eight-seven WRSU FM New Brunswick. Also online on WRSU.org. Jake Maystell, John Hartnett, Brett Hahn. I'm Alex Carbonati, and we'll, we'll be back with 60 more minutes of Friday crew action here on the airwaves of WRSU-FM New Brunswick.